Greetings, travelers. I'm Josh. And I'm Kai. And we're the Genshin Guys. Welcome all. This podcast is for fans of Genshin Impact, the mobile game made by Hoyoverse, also known as MiHoYo. Here we talk about our opinions, experiences, and dreams about Genshin Impact. If you like our show, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the podcast. Kahi, before we get started, how are you doing today? Sort of overwhelmed by all the content. <laughs> There's like Destiny 2 expansion launch, the new patch in Genshin launch. I have like an entire like 10 shows in my backlog, not just anime now. So yeah, a lot to do, but gladly I had two days off in a row, so my, I might get to all of that. But uh, anyways, how's your, how's your day? How's your week? How's, how's everything going? So kind of like same for me. Like, uh, I mean, I've been playing Genshin a lot. I've been managing my two accounts, um, you know, thinking about my EU account way there in the background. Um, but I also am um, working on the battle pass for Overwatch and the One Punch Man event and then the battle pass. The new season of Fortnite just came out, which is like super cool. It's Japan themed and very like futuristic. And um, Aaron Yeager and Attack on Titan is the collab. So so far, so. Oh wait, speaking of Overwatch, didn't they add like um, what was her name? Tornado. Yeah, yeah. So didn't the One Punch like Man a... skins are um, mm-hmm. are Genos for um, for Genji the ninja, um, Saitama for mm-hmm. Doomfist the punching guy, and then uh, for Kiriko they added um, Tornado, terrible Tornado, Tatsumaki. And they had a Moomin Rider for Soldier 76. Yeah, Moomin Rider. Yes, Moomin Rider. (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, so Justice Crash. (laughs) So, um, yeah, like, there's a lot of things, like, that are going on right now at the same time, and I'm just trying to manage my time with those. But, yeah, I mean, Genshin is still there. It's on the list. There's a lot of things I still need to do on it. It's really fun. Um, I've been practicing voice acting as well. It's my my current, um, like, hopefully will be a job kind of thing, so... We'll see. I actually applied for a, a Genshin fan dub thing to be as to be Dane's left. So we'll see how that goes. In English or in, in English, in English, in <laughs> Japanese. Uh, all my all my auditions are in English for now. I I can't get over how deep Dane's Leaf's voice is in Japanese. It's, yeah, I love it's it. It's super deep. His voice is a very famous it's good, voice actor. but like wow. Yeah, his mm. English voice actor is pretty famous too. It's Yuri Lowenthal. Yuri Lowenthal is great. Yeah. Okay. Well, enough about random other stuff, but um, yeah, uh, pretty great week so far, and um, we're excited to get into today's topics. We're gonna be talking about Windbloom and Care Bear today. Care Bear. <laughs> we're gonna be talking about Care Bear. <laughs> Carrie Bear. Sorry. Yeah, Carrie Bear. And so, um, yeah, we'll be talking about Care Bears and Windblooms today. Um, so I'll get started with our all of our topics. So we're gonna be talking about our weeks in Genshin, Genshin news our Windbloom event and Carrie Bear, the uh, current Archon quest. Uh, I believe it's like not even an interlude quest. I think it's just part of the Archon quest. And um, the community discussion question. And then of course we will end with our last wish. So, okay. So first let's talk about our weeks in Genshin. Kahi, how was your week in Genshin? So I've been testing out uh, I think my idea is pretty much like kind of maxed out right already. She's like, uh, her basic attacks are level eight, her skill is level nine, and her burst is level ten. I'm trying to get her like skill to level ten, and then that's pretty much pretty much good. Um, I kind of tested like a team with Dia. I had two teams that I that I formed. One is with Dia, Raiden Shogun, um, 
I think I put Kazuha into there as well as Gene. Um, and I realized, wait a second, the animal resonance gives you speed, like an actual movement speed boost as well, not just like a shortened cooldown. Right. So I kind of messed around and put the Dia and Rosaria on the same team with Kazuha and Gene. So I basically have like a permanent like 25% speed boost without even sprinting. So like I'm moving as fast as like Mona does and like her alt sprint without actually like doing that that weird animation because wow. you know Rosaria has the passive where you you move faster at night and then you have Dia who has the passive you move faster at day so I'm always fast <laughs> and then you have the two animo <laughs> so it's actually been turning out pretty great um I I kind of like my original team with like Raiden Shogun and um Yaimiko just because uh -huh. I get the overloads all all over the place the second team I was playing around with and messing around with because you know animal is being more involved i thought you know what i haven't actually built farozan and i know i have some really good characters like you know sucrose because of wind bloom and then i have my wanderer and i finally formed like a all animal team right and it actually is really good even though like farozan can't survive because <laughs> she's <laughs> like one shot mm -hmm. she's only like level 30. oh geez what the um what about you how's your weekend engine uh yeah, my weekend Genshin's been pretty good. So I actually got um I got the uh, on my Asia account also, which is awesome nice. because I had her on my America account, but now that I got her on my Asia account, I leveled her all the way up until I can actually try out some different teams. So I tried her out in Abyss. Um very difficult. <laughs> um but uh super Always. fun. I'm using Akomaru, like the the the, the cloud-looking sword. Um, on her, it's like pretty decent. Oh, I like that sword. I really like how that sword looks. Yeah, I don't have um, I don't have her weapon yet, but I'm trying to get it before she goes away. Um, but if I don't, it's not the end of the world. Like I have it on my US account. So, um, but yeah, just having fun. Um, trying to figure out what I want to farm next, and uh, just doing co-op with people, and it was pretty fun. Also, the music in the Wind Bloom Festival, super fun, super super fun. Um, so yeah. Uh, so for that's pretty much our weeks in Genshin. So let's move on to Genshin news. Okay, so in Genshin news, we have two birthdays. Uh, one I believe was like on the day that we recorded our last podcast episode. So it was actually Yao Yao, whose birthday was on March fifth, and then we have Shunha, whose birthday was on March 9th, which is awesome. Hey. Shunha is one of my favorite characters, right after Dia and Yoimiya. So. I'm really happy to see like birthday art and like people talking about Shunha and she's coming up again soon on the banner, right? She's coming up with Ayaka next. So um, for those of you that do not have her, I really hope you get her. Hey, you know, I hope uh, Shunha wanters become Shunha havers. You know what I'm saying? So good luck. Hey. And um, let's uh, let's see. Other news is Genshin Invocation TCG heated battle mode. The profound purpose of practice um, should be live as of right now as well. And um, it's like an extra quicker, um, less involved mode of TCG. It's like more interesting. You can just play the cards down without worrying about elements as much. And then uh, the event that is starting soon is the Vibro Crystal Verification event, which I think is a combat event that uses like different effects on crystals. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, so that, like that's those. coming up. Yeah, I, I enjoy the combat events um, because they let me test new characters in different ways or like play characters in a way that isn't 
usually a thing. Like I, one of my favorite things in these combat events is like when I can boost my jumping height and then I'll be someone like I was Ito. just going to say that. Yeah, yeah, I'll be like Ito and uh -huh. just slam the ground and like, oh, it's really fun. Claymores, especially. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I hope they add that one day, just like increase the jump, not just increase the jump height, but allow like a jump and a attack and allow just people to do that. It adds so much variety to combat. Hey, maybe there'll be a character that buffs people like that, and who knows, you know? So Increase um, jump height for every animal character. Oh, they, oh, it doesn't even have to be animal. It could just be anybody, right? Like, well, True. Like, just jump height in general. Yeah, well, so we'll see what happens, but it is one of those fun things. So, not much news other than that, really, um, as far as I know. So, if there's anything that we missed, let us know. Message us in the Discord, etc., etc., um, that which reminds me, uh, if you have not already joined before we start talking about the story, if you want to talk story with us, if you want to talk builds, talk abyss, talk events, um, hang out, do co-op, join our discord. The link is in the description for the episode. We have people joining every day. We have so many people that are excited and willing to help newer players as well as give advice to players that are trying to do the abyss. For example, we have you know, shout out to our resident meta slave, Sarah. <laughs> he was uh, always guiding people with um, like their builds and their character, team crafting, theory, theory crafting, all this stuff. Super, super cool. And uh, yeah, we have just a really wholesome, really great community. So if you haven't already, if you have a Discord, feel free to come join us. Okay, so first topic of the day is Windbloom's Breath, our current Windbloom event, which uh, happens every year. This is the third time, the second time, I believe, that we have a music game as one of the events that you can play, which is super cool, super fun. You can make your own music maps if you uh, have already seen them. They're kind of crazy, the people that are music game professionals doing stuff for this game. That's just super fun and uh, interesting to look at. So... If you, hopefully you've done it already by the time you're listening to this podcast. If not, we are going to be talking about the story and um, some of the gameplay. But I want to just make sure and clarify real quick. We're going to do three things in regards to Windbloom and with the next story quest as well. We're going to do a quick story summary of what happened in the story of this event. Then we're going to talk about our thoughts and reactions. And then we're going to talk about theories. So if you don't want to hear theories, feel free to skip that part. But we'll talk about that when we get there. So, the first thing is, um, this event has a, uh, balloon chasing event thing called Floral Pursuit. Uh, it's pretty interesting. It's kind of like Pac-Man, <laughs> as far as I Pac can tell. Pac-Man in, like, third person. Yeah, third person <laughs> Pac-Man. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty fun, actually. I didn't think I would like it, but, hey, it was pretty good. It was, like, easier than I thought, but it was also, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I was know trying to like trap. Fun. I was trying to trap one of the balloons in like those moving shelves, like the that bookshelves. Funny. <laughs> I was trying to make it follow me and then like corner it. Maybe it would like give me achievement, but no, you can't actually like encapsulate one. Oh man! Because otherwise, you just you just trap yourself. So I think they just didn't allow you to do that. It'd be funny though. So we had that that fun little game, Floral Pursuit, and then we have Ballads of Breeze, which is the music game, um, which is a rhythm game. Um, so if you're familiar with those, you know, Guitar Hero esque. You get kind of games, I guess, Dance Dance Revolution-esque. Um, it's uh, really great to like be able to listen to the music in-game while doing this music game. Kale's one was, was fun. Yeah. Kale's like, music was really, I liked really fun. I like Tenari's, I, like that, I think, but... was, was a really good one. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, like all the because it's first time we. I mean, it's a Mondstadt festival, but last year we had、mm-hmm. the Inazuma and Liwei music, but this time we got Sumeru music, so it's pretty cool. I think the last one, the last like music playing event was yeah, it was in Inazuma on like the one little island next to that. Uh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! That's right. The the are talking the, the great drum had, like, festival. Their... Yeah. yeah yeah. Um, one thing about this this particular one, they had you know, you didn't have to like do the previous modes. Wait no no, because there's like the beginner, intermediate, then the pro、mm-hmm. uh, difficulty. I think. Maybe some other ones you had to do like the first two difficulties, then unlock pro. This、right. one you could just go straight to pro and it、yeah. gave you like all、Thank、the、goodness. achievements for the previous. Thank goodness. So、yeah. just to save time, I just started on like pro, and it's actually pretty tough. <laughs> oh But, really? Like, if you get eighty percent or more, yeah. If you get eighty percent or more, you still you still pass. You still get everything. Do you have But, a lot oh, of experience man, with was, rhythm games? It was pretty tricky. Me, not really. Oh okay. I、uh, okay. was always on a touchscreen, but I was on a keyboard. I see. So maybe it's just like translating to like keyboard stuff because I kept losing my my place because there's only like three per side. Like yeah. Three, like three buttons on the left, three buttons on the right. But like, I had to adjust it where instead of it like going like a spread, it just goes straight up and down. Because I'm yeah, like, I'm missing like my 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 visuals is like it's misaligning. Like oh that button is going to like the right side of my finger. Oh but it's actually on the left side.、Mm, I see. So I just had to change that. But I did it. On pro on like every single one of them, and I missed a lot, but apparently I just got it on the first try. Hey, why not? It, yeah, it's I, pretty I, tough. Fortu- I like it. Fortunately,、though. I have a lot of、uh, music game experience, so in this case, like I was doing it on stream. I did this whole event on stream actually, on Twitch, and、um, I just like first try did like ninety nine percent on like all of them, <laughs> and everyone's like, whoa, like you. Nice. Yeah. And I was playing on controller. I I've played music games like on controller, on touchscreen, and、mm-hmm. on computer, so. Um, you know, if you're if you're a music game person, like a rhythm game person, you have a lot of experience. It's it's definitely it's fun. It's not too difficult. It's not、mm-hmm. um it's not like、uh, yeah. too easy. But like at the pro level, it's like a really nice, chill, listen to Genshin music while playing a rhythm game level. And of course, if you want to play the easier difficulties as well, obviously, go for it. Um, they are there. They are fun to play, and the music is great. So why not? Yeah, and. Try to like calibrate the timing. It 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 makes it a lot easier. Some people don't do that. Some people think, oh, it's just I have to adjust my playstyle to this. And no, it lets you like set a delay. Like, hey, when you when you see this and you press here, is that how you want the timing to be? It it changes the game a lot.、So、I know some people don't like adjusting all their settings. Some people just go in with default, like keybinds and everything. But honestly, just changing a one button or there's even like this delay. It, it makes it a lot easier. It's a good point. If you um, if you're listening to this and the event is still going on and you haven't, you're having trouble hitting notes, um, make sure to check your settings and make sure that the, everything is calibrated properly because the rhythm game timing with the way that some TVs display stuff can actually slow down the timing and you can miss it even though you're actually hitting it when you think you should be hitting it. So just go ahead and check settings if you haven't done that already. So that's the Ballads of Breeze event. And then we have the breezy snapshots event, which which is another great photography event that shows us we need a tripod feature in this game. <laughs> And、uh, yes, please, it's really fun. So,、um, you know, if you enjoy taking photos, which I know most of us do, by the way, we have a photo channel in the Discord if you want to share your in-game snapshots.、Um, 
yeah, it's it's great. I mean, this this um, event is a perfect time to test out that feature as much as possible, and hopefully they'll just give it to mm-hmm. us one day. I spent six hours taking pictures. Yeah, that sounds like you, Kahi. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like if they if I'm they like, gave us this feature, I would mm-hmm. I would spend way more time in like random places taking pictures. Yes, of course. Yeah, there's even like people like online. Like, there's like people who are finding ways to make it look like their characters are like reaching out behind the camera looking like they're taking selfies in a group oh yeah yeah i, I noticed with, that like um, yep. dia and yoimiya oh it was so cute i saw one with yai I and um and uh scaramouche and um and a and they're just like <laughs> it's really funny like happy <laughs> family course. and like um scaramouche is like mid mid elemental skill so he's like really blurry and like raiden's super far away like like everybody's like all over the place <laughs> it, was, it was good shouldn't shouldn't nahida be in that one Oh yeah, you're right. Maybe. Yeah, um, Nahida should be on. I put her on a team like with Wonder, and it actually works pretty well. But like it, aesthetically, it didn't look right, so I just put him on the animal team. Right. Aesthetically, of course. And uh, so yeah, so those are the things I'm you picky. can do during the Wind Bloom event. And uh, now let's talk about the story. So let's do a quick story summary. Um, yeah, Kahi, do you want to summarize this story or do you want to do Care Bear story? I can do Care Bear. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the thing about Windbloom is that they split up into three parts, but the the major the major plot to this one is when all the all the people arrive to Mondstadt, everyone's kind of settling in, everyone's kind of introducing themselves. You have Kali and Sucrose, which is like the best best buddies in the world. Um, oh, test actually, friends forever. They match. Best friends forever. No, yeah, no, they, test, they test friends forever. Well. That's like one of Sino's test jokes. Test friends. Oh my god. Like, did he, wait, test, did he actually made that joke? Yeah, yeah. Test friends. Test forever. subjects. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. I don't know if that's kind of good or kind of bad. Dude, but, I watched uh, like videos sure. of just Sino's jokes. Too soon? So, they're so funny. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just so funny. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Continue. Yeah, so everyone, you know, arrives. No, you're good. Everyone arrives. Everyone's introducing themselves. And very early on, um, Kale finds a book with what she believes is a prophecy of some sort so so the prophecy there's a, there's four parts uh the first part of the prophecy is a flower that is not of this world second part is a guide who will never get lost the third part is one who would never lie and the last part is a legend that never ends so after they read this out um because it's on everyone's mind now everyone's trying to figure out oh what could this mean? Where does this lead? Or what, is it talking about something specific? Um, the animal. Oh, it was always yeah. It was always Venti. Yeah. So Venti originally uh, knew what this was talking about, but didn't want to give it up. So uh, Venti actually tells you, the traveler, um, kind of like the last hint to get to the actual like revelation of it, but wants you to kind of keep it a secret so everyone's still kind of like looking around everyone's still forming teams you actually find everyone and you tell them hey so we're gonna have you on this group uh, investigate this one part and you go and investigate this other part they go their separate ways they do whatever they need to and then they actually kind of send you letters into this little box by the alchemy table um and you can actually read each one of the letters and it fits every one of their personalities perfectly especially razors razors is like two sentences and everyone else is like writing pages. Um, so they all do their research and they kind of give their theories. And then after all of that, 
um, they kind of settle on. Okay, so this part has to mean this. This part has to mean that. So let's all go kind of like finding where this where this leads to. So that's where you kind of jump in and say, hey, I I think I deciphered like the last part, and it's about this this one lantern that we have to find and lead the way. So you go to the the cliffside, and you eventually find this floating island where there's an empty table with what looks like a tea set and like a bunch of like empty cups. So it looks like a, you know, a tea, a tea party was hosted here some time ago. And the lantern uh, lights up when before people kind of take their seats and they kind of say their answers, what they think each of the little riddles uh, is, which the answer is, what the answer to the riddle is. And then a voice appears and it's, it turns out to be Alice. You know, Alice, for some reason, is starting to talk to each people when she realizes who is in the area. She starts talking in different voices, which is actually pretty interesting because it wasn't until she started talking with a certain voice that it turns out to be like Mona's teacher. Mm-hmm. So apparently Alice has been interacting with multiple people, but kind of like posing as other types of people. Or the other people. Um, so we learned about her group, which is called the Hexen Circle. Now, we actually did an episode on this way, way back, where we talked about like the Hexen Circle, like who they could be. I think this was around the time of Senora. Uh, Josh, remember that? Yep. Because I remember talking about this like a long, long time ago. But this one, they actually just brought them to the forefront. But they didn't reveal all their names. But what's interesting is that they reveal that they go by code names. So Alice is is known as just a which is just the letter a um we have other characters like j and n and m some of the names they um some of the names are revealed like n for nicole and um there's another one uh, oh yeah all right so for for that i think two for that one Mm -hmm. um we have a for alice b for barbaloth which is mona's teacher we have r for ryan daughter we have N for Nicole, J for Ivanova, which is um, Scarlet's like is the successor of J, like the the writer who like lived, uh, or like she got married and everything, and then um, M for Andrew's daughter. And there's still two more. There's there's supposed yeah. to be eight, right? Because of that the little cutscene, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, interesting little fact about so we know that there's eight. However, at that particular table, there's only seven seats. Right. So one something specific happens to one of them, um, and we don't know exactly what. But there's eight people, but seven seats. Um, so the throughout this thing, um, one of the other like subplots of this is Sucrose and Kale kind of having their conversations back and forth, because um, both of them are very timid. They're, they're kind of shy. They they don't really like start conversations the way they want to or they intend to, because. Um, Kali has a hard time actually getting into the, into the conversation. Sucrose has a problem of talking about something other than her own like obsessions and interests. So they're like two peas in a pod. They're like they're great. Um, I am really glad they had the time to to like wean themselves off. Wean, like for Kali to wean herself off of just like this Amber obsession. I honestly thought she was like obsessive over Amber. Huh. But she just was very, very caring. She was very endearing, very like, you know, she she cares about like the the person that was 
the most friendly to her when she came to Mondstadt. Yeah, because um, so Kale I'm actually, accidentally, I'm glad they didn't Kale accidentally killed two people by burning them alive and injured 15 more when yeah. she came to Mondstadt. That According is, to the manga. Yeah, that's, yikes. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the there's a lot of Kale revelations. There's a lot of um, flushing out of the Sumeru Academia as well, because when uh, Tainari and Saino and Albedo were in the library, and they were talking about, you know, this the structure of like the the academia, just how they, you know, how they have lessons, I guess, and just how they have interpersonal relationships. And this is this is a minor, it might be a minor fact, but might be big because it it appears that a lot of scholars apparently form families to, you know, assist with their own like research projects as well as to like further like, any kind of like other experiments and research later because if everyone's like just so like like deep in their own like research and everything then naturally if you find someone that you know has the same interests it's like you know yeah you spend more time with them and then they find out they help you out and then you help them it's a symbiotic relationship already it goes from professional to personal very quickly so yeah there's like academic families um could suggest like relationships between other characters or maybe existing characters um but not so much it's just interesting to like flush out like sumaru even though you're here in monstat um but yeah throughout this there's there's two main things it's kale and the characters you know finding like their their finding their comfort level fleshing out a little bits of backstory and just personal details and then you have more of like the world building story which is the hexen circle and the the witches as well as like what they've been done and what they've been doing in the past so there's a couple little details that i kind of like took screenshots of not all of them but just a couple interesting things to bring up so um alice when the lantern lights up and she starts talking so she says well it's been many years since this lantern last lit up um now, that could either mean she has also talked through this lantern to other people, or the lantern lights up when her group was there. So she says, you can't blame me for thinking that one of the old friends from my youth have decided to catch up again. So eh, she's still keeping in touch with all the other witches, but apparently they don't gather as often. So it's not like this one, they're not like an anti-harbinger or like some other type of group that's trying to like mess around with like things in the world they're genuine researchers so they all have like their points of interest so they play like a little animation video that talks about oh so alice is narrating her own video again and she's like well have you ever heard of the hexen circle and she starts talking about like how they've had like a hand in just finding their way through the world but they also have like different voices that's it's assumed that it's these these witches voices talking about what they what they've gone through mm -hmm. they all share a common theme though they have stories mm -hmm. now keep this in mind we we know for a fact that stories and like fairy tales can actually circumvent the airman soul like memory reset because nahida actually made a story and then that's how she remembered like what's going on with the wanderer so these witches all make their own stories too. They're storytellers. They either personal stories or they write stories about some other like fictional things like the princess and the boar. And we have another one about like the, oh, what was, there's a princess and the boar. And then there's 
another story that they were talking about. Um, it was the author was M. Mm-hmm. Wait, who did you say M? M? Do we have a name for M, or is it just M? Um, yeah, M is Anders' daughter. Who? Wait, whose daughter again? And and Anders' daughter. Oh, that's oh, that's the that's name. That's the oh, name, right. like Ryan' daughter. D o t t i r. Like D o t t e r. Yeah, so she's the author of the Boar yeah. Princess. Yeah, the Boar Princess. Right. Um, this is a book that we found like in like year one, patch one. Like you go to like um Lisa's library, um all the books you can pick up, those all those like fairy tales. Um, so they've been mm-hmm. there for a while. Um, so Hexen Circle has definitely been part of the world building lore for a very very long time, but now apparently it's more. It's a better time to bring them into the limelight because as we go into Fontaine, as we go into like Snesnaya, knowing that they exist will help, you know, kind of like let us know what's going on in the background as well. Because one of them, um, Alice says specifically, uh, let's see, some of you may be fortunate to have already heard her voice, uh, Nicole, um, like a prophetess, she will only speak to guide people toward the truth when a change has occurred in the world. Um, she has a tendency to suddenly speak in someone's mind without any warning. Um, two people, only two people have done this so far. It's It was Nahida back mm-hmm. in like the the Golden Apple Archipelago, mm-hmm. the last one with Klee. Yep, yep. It was toward the very end. As well as um, after the events of Sumeru. So... It definitely was not Nahida talking to us. It definitely wasn't from anyone else from like another nation or some villain. Um, but as a friend of Alice, so it was most likely not really confirmed, but sug- heavily suggested that Nicole was talking to you through, you know, telepathy. Well, after... you know, after she says that, literally the next thing is Traveler goes, "Oh, so that's probably who was talking to me." Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we come up with a conclusion, but the game does not specifically say yes, that was. Oh Nicole. yeah, yeah. But she has the tendency to, so we can all but assume it's like ninety nine percent certainty. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, she also says, if one day you would be unfortunate enough to run into a truly dangerous situation, she may use her voice to guide the way forward for you. So again, we're gonna expect to see or hear more of that. Um. One thing to kind of like solidify this, this whole uh, prophecy thing, the four parts, was actually just a way of like bringing people, or it was almost like like a secret passcode. Like if you figure this out, you come back to like this, this tea set, this tea party table. It wasn't actually something you were supposed to solve, which is kind of a bum. It's kind of a bummer. I thought there was an actual answer to this because I actually had a very plausible answer and I thought it was. I thought all four were talk. All four like um, riddles were talking about the same thing. They're all describing one thing, but they're all describing different things. Um, before before I continue, um, Josh, was there a part of this? Like even though this was like, it seemed like a side story, but still ties into like the the whole world story. Was there a part of this that was kind of like a big revelation for you? Because there's one part of this that was a revelation for me, but like, what's something that you thought was like a really big story reveal? Oh, that's a good question. Um, 
Like one detail that you thought, oh, that's interesting. Um, I guess that like the. I mean, we. I mean, we did an episode on Alice before, and we kind of learned about the Hexen Circle a little bit. But now that we actually know about more about them, um, it is interesting to hear that they were directly in, like, contact slash, um, they, they're kind of directly in direct, blah, blah, blah. like they're kind of directly in communication with, Venti. Like in like because they they let Venti yeah have that mm-hmm. space and Venti knew exactly what was happening yeah. when they were talking about this so that was interesting to me yeah. that was yeah that was the that was one of the reveals I was I was interested in because they actually used to fight Venti um it wasn't like really drawn out or focused on but they actually were in conflict with Venti and Venti was the one that says oh let's not let's not fight let's solve let's solve our problems with like you know. You know, love and with songs and like yeah. music and like and song and everything. I'm like, okay, wow. They didn't even talk about how they fought, but yeah. apparently they just said at one these point, eight, yeah, yeah, early on too. Like at one point, all eight were like fighting Venti. So mm-hmm. I don't know how powerful they are. I don't think they are that powerful. If Venti could fight all eight of them at once and still like fend them off with a smile and say, hey, let's just let's just make some music. It, it, they don't sound like they were a threat to him, but it's interesting that you have people who were known to go up and fight in Archon, because I don't think you've ever had a case where people rose up against Zhongli, you never had, or Morax, you didn't have people rise up against Raiden Shogun. I mean, no one fought Ruka Devada or Nahida, but apparently some people had the gall <laughs> to to fight Venti for whatever reason. I don't think right. they even said what the reason was. No, they didn't. But no. Um so yeah, that that's that's one of the things I thought was a really interesting reveal other than the fact that hey, Hexen Circle, it's a thing. It's it's real and there's people and we're very important. Um all of what happened in Windbloom was focused heavily around the riddles, but the solution to the riddles was just getting to this tea place finding out about alice and her group and how they work and operate and how they think um it sounds like they have people from all different types of nations too which is interesting i have a feeling one of them is kyanrian but we'll talk about the theory later on but other than that um did i miss anything that seems to be a pretty good summary i mean yeah that was like a pretty in-depth overview (laughs) um and uh, i guess some extra things were like um that if you like go around the world there's like a lot of characters in places that you can find after the event ah yes yeah and i don't want to go too yeah i don't want to go too in-depth with this but like i looked up a video that has like all of them and because there's a lot like even if you go all the way to sumeru like you can talk to dia and candace and they're talking about how how sino left them in charge (laughs) Um, of his job while he's mm-hmm. gone. And, yep. um, you know, we find out that, like, Sino and Lisa studied under the same professor, under the same Darshan in the academ- in the academia. And um, Sino's past, we learned a little bit about, like, Lisa was talking to him about um, how the dead god Hermanubis was, like, used to, uh, in an experiment on Sino, even though Sino was just, like, picked up from the desert. But his professor didn't follow the orders of the, like, quote-unquote, higher-ups in the academia 
um, who originally wanted to use him for their purposes, but he didn't let them. And he gave he educated Sino and like taught him how to like live in society. So, but we still don't know a lot about Sino's past. But we got like a huge reveal there when um, he was talking to Lisa. I think they're talking in the library. I don't remember. They're but they're there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Sino, um, wasn't Sino like when he left the academia? Wasn't he also like in another group of people, like, like um, like other like peacekeepers or like other? I think I I feel like he talked about he had another. Yeah the the silent the silent temple or the silent something. Silent. Yeah. I think like, it was yeah. like that. Yeah. So there was like we don't know a lot about his um his past, but we just know like little bits. Um, and we just learned a lot more. So, um, and there's like Mika and Sino talking at some point um, in the in what's it called Storm Terror's lair, where like Sino's like trying to look at it, and he's like waiting for Storm Terror to like take a picture or something. And Mika's like, uh, "Oh yeah, yeah." So there's like a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff. That's um, one of the reasons he came to Mondstadt. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He wanted to see the dragon. So, so there's like a lot of uh, really fun interactions between characters that we don't get to see too much, uh, especially because they're like Sumeru and Mondstadt, so they're so separate. Um, but yeah, I, there's just a lot of really cool tidbits, um, story tidbits that we learn in this uh, event. So you can check out like some videos online, like in YouTube, like Cat with Blue Hat or uh, just other people that um, have posted like all the interactions and all of the characters like standing around their locations. And uh, check it out yourself if you have some time before the event ends. But but yeah, one one more week. Yep. So still still a, another six days or so. So, Kahi, you wanted to talk about theory. So some theories. Um, okay, wait before we well, proceed. Course, mostly around the Hexen Circle. Yeah, before we proceed though, uh, mm -hmm. if you don't want to hear theories, um, feel free to skip this part. I will put a timestamp in the description for when to skip to the Care Bear story summary. Okay, so go. <laughs> Care Bear. Care, Care right. Bear. Um, okay, one of the one of the witches might be Kyanrian. And the only reason why I theorize this is because uh, one of the witches stories was talking about, oh, I had to put I had to put an end to my beloved because she outlived him and he was like old and frail. So apparently if she's living for a very, very long time, the only other people that we know that can do that are either races we don't know the origins of or like Kyrians. Like Alice, yes. So um, some of them are mortal, but apparently some of them are not. So that's what leads me to, to suggest that there's people from all over the world. We might see some from... I mean, we, we don't know anything about Natlin. from Onset. We don't even know yeah. anything about Natlin, Fontaine, or Sneznaya, exactly. right? Like what kind of people are there? Mm -hmm. um, and... Jay's successor, Scarlet, um, looks like she is from either Shneznaya or maybe Fontaine. I'm thinking Shneznaya just because of the clothes. Ah, uh, you're right. Um, she's not a bad person. She's she looked suspicious at first, but she's just you know trying to find the same place we were because she's one of the one of the Hexen Circle's successors. Um, one of the other ones sounded old, kind of like elderly. Um, and was like kind of like interested in like some really like she was interested in the other stories um but the, the whole point about like each each of them having stories each of them having a hand in like creating storybooks especially m leads me to believe that a lot of the storybooks we've come across in the world could either be prophecies or 
more of that encrypted knowledge, right? Just because like that's how Nahida figured out how to like preserve a memory while like circumventing the the memory wipe. Right. So the Hexen Circle may know of this ability or may know of this system. So one of them could either be from Sumeru or from the Academia as well. Um, I don't want to speculate too much, but if they knew this early on that they could preserve forbidden knowledge in the form of stories, that's how they could actually keep a record of things that happened in the past mm -hmm. and like keep it like you know, safe, even though they knew that Soul or some other tree, some other system could actually wipe out memory. So that, that's that's probably why like they have to have like a secret group instead of like, you know, like being like any having any kind of official capacity and they're kind of like hiding from hiding from view so um yeah it's just my theory like i know there's there has to be someone who can live a very long time mm -hmm. there also is a reason why they all like telling stories and there's got to be some reason why they were in conflict with uh, venzi at some point but then had a resolution to say let's not fight amongst ourselves mm -hmm. which is weird because there's eight supposedly eight people but only seven seats so that's probably yeah that, someone either betrayed them yeah, or, or is causing out. some trouble that they don't want to yeah. forced out and there's a theory yeah. that it has to do with um uh senora but i don't know <clears throat> i want to believe senora was part of this but something tells me that she wasn't because I know, I know Senora, like, is a little older than she looked because she had that that accident way long time ago, and she was found by the Jester, Piero. I mean, she fought in the... in the um, She fought monsters of the Cataclysm. Oh, so it was a couple hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's who she was fighting against. That's yeah, what, that's so she, she fought those monsters mm -hmm. after... So her, her love died in the in the war and then she basically surrendered her body to like flame magic and she used that magic to save people to like to like kill the monsters and stuff but because her magic was so scary to the people they called her a witch and they actually outcasted her even though she was saving them so mm -hmm. that's why she hates being called a witch which is why mm -hmm. i don't think she's actually part of the hexen circle but I mean, maybe yeah. maybe she tried to be because they were like a secret organization, and then 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 she like went crazy and then went to the um like Snesnaya and all this stuff. But I don't know. Like she could have been at one point, because remember, even like normal people can still be a part of this group. They don't have to have like special kind of right. I was thinking about that too. Like, how did she even know powers. about the magic to do that if she wasn't already mm -hmm. like sort of a mage, right? So that that's kind yeah. of what I was thinking so, about too. She may have been or and again she may have not been i'm more leaning on the side of she wasn't but right now based on what we know it seems like the only plausible like eighth person um but we don't the know other a thing lot is, if they <laughs> we don't know a lot um the other thing is they they can also be slightly affected by you know the airman soul like memory wipe because they are also investigating like you know destiny and fates going on in this world right and they also know that even alice says that she's known to like pop up when there's a change in the world so apparently they're aware of 
changes in the world right. things that can affect the entire world and i don't i don't think they're talking about like historical changes or like changes no. in like paths and destiny they're talking about like no. it sounds like they're talking I, about I real mean, actual nicole, physical it sounds changes. like nicole studies that she said right so um yeah and mm. She's an extraordinary woman who has made this world's direction and order her subject of study. Right, exactly. So, um, order, right? Mm -hmm. Direction. Yep. Um, yeah, so Scarlet was saying, yeah, I can attest to everything that Alice has said. Jay was also a mortal who aged and passed on, leaving her title to her students and followers. Um, I think the title is Jay? Because I don't think they have like any special like yeah yeah it's name, J hex and circle it's names J. okay so yeah J um so Alice was saying that now is not a good time Scarlet but as soon as I'm able I will seek you out for a meeting I want you to tell me about Jay's married life back in her hometown okay so Jay's married life and her hometown her hometown is obviously not in Mondstadt it's got to be somewhere else um. I mean, it makes sense oh. that it's Snesnaya because her name is like Ivanova, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Which is like a very Russian so, name. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we're getting hints that there's people around the world that are also kind of like on the same level as Alice. That are kind of like watching us from behind the scenes, helping us out here and there. I don't know if any one of them has any ill intent or maybe don't want to help us out. But there were two people that were not mentioned. Was it two? Or two people, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. so we can two assume that there's eight because right. of that video that shows eight little circles of with witches in them, mm -hmm. and but we've only mentioned six, so. Mm -hmm. So right now, we, for the most part, Hex and Circle is friendly, but not all of them are guaranteed to be friendly. We don't know how they're helping us out. Maybe what they're doing may conflict with some things that we do. We definitely know Alice is always cool because, of course, we're friends with Klee, her daughter. So, Alice is fine. Jay should be fine. Or the Jay's, you know, successors. Anytime we hear of, like, Hex and Circle things, should be good. The moment we find out there's, there's this one thing that relates to, like, legends, witchcraft, magic, and everything, that's the one that we really gotta watch out for. Um, I... I'm hoping it is more than likely one of one more should pop up in Fontaine. Uh, well, we don't, um, we we have no idea, right? Like we we just don't literally know. But, no, but the no fact that they brought it up that. early. Yeah. Well, from the reason why I think that is because they're bringing up Hex and Circle now. Um, the Harbingers they brought up early on, especially I think the the Harbinger trailer came out before Sumeru, so. There's obviously going to be a mention of a harbinger before that big patch. If they brought up the Hexen Circle very shortly before Fontaine, that's just that. That alone thinks makes me think that okay, we may not only are we going to see a harbinger there, we may also hear of a Hexen Circle there. Yeah, so that, I'm, that's, I'm, that's I'm, really I'm all. I'm curious, all I but have. remember, this is actually also a limited time event, which means that like people will not be able to experience this story later, which means. That True. like the Harbinger story video was like unrelated. It's not in the game. Like it's it was only on YouTube. Right? So it doesn't really Oh true, yeah. It they was didn't like play a, that it anymore. was just a random video they decided to upload before yeah. Sumeru. 
and this story is actually only available to watch now and then once you once the event ends you can't do it anymore so i think that implies that well, has a different videos on youtube right yeah. right of course but like but, you know mm-hmm. you know whether that actually implies some sort of foreshadowing or not i think it's like totally different because it's like mm-hmm. an event that you can technically skip it's like kind of what they're they're uh yeah they're giving you like you know like it's not part of the main archon quest for a reason right like why is it a why is it a temporary story quest so chances are if something happens maybe if it does happen in, in fontaine they'll probably just like reintroduce everything in like a main story way like the way that like i don't know i really hate <laughs> i really hate the limited time, time events. events yeah like how yeah. they have such important information like it's really crazy mm-hmm. that there's not somewhere to watch this in game once you've once the story yeah, the like event is seasonal over. content that just gets rewritten or unwritten um but keep in mind like when we were in the golden apple archipelago last year or before sumeru we were talking to nahida so nahida was foreshadowed in the time limited event and then it turns out that yes nahida can talk to us through our heads and had the power of dendro when the whole new patch started so it's just by just purely by pattern i'm that's why i'm thinking oh we might actually see a hex and circle reference in fontaine or the actual character pop up again yeah um, well, well one of them might actually reveal themselves but yeah there's a lot of characters that could be coming out so um it would give us a reason to like you know pull for that one save for that one or whatever not just an archon just maybe a hex and circle maybe on a harbinger too um, not just some random four star. But All right, Kahi, let's wrap up because yeah. I have to I... go at three actually. Gotcha. So that's Windbloom. Uh, now we have Cari Bear, Care Bear. Uh, just you know what? I'm just gonna call it Care Bear. It's hilarious. I I, th- I think you know what so. Care Bear works. Mm-hmm. All right, Care Bear. All right, Josh, take it away. What do we know about Care Bear? How did it go? Okay, so we know that Care Bears are made in a factory, in a store that you have to go and pick out all the different. Oh, sorry, we're talking about Kari Bear, right? <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> Care Bears. Okay, so um, you know, shout out to Care Bears, but um, Carry Bear. So this is, uh, I'm gonna do a quick story summary, and um, of just what happened, and then we'll talk about our thoughts and reactions, and then we'll talk about theories. So let's dive right in. So um, a lot of lore bombs in this very short Archon quest, and um, we basically start with meeting Kaya. We talked to Kaya in Sumeru, and uh, Kaya and Rhea, so we learned a couple things like from Kaya that he is, he thinks that Kaya is under Sumeru, right? And he also, um, we also find out that his family bloodline is directly related to the Kaianrians who created the Abyss Order. And then uh, Dainsleff comes in, kind of confronts Kaya about it because, uh, you know, Dainsleff's ties to the to Kainria, <clears throat> so excuse me, to Kainria, and they, you know, Kaya, they, Kaya recognizes him in that he is Kainrian by his eyes, he says, and um, they have a little banter and then kind of go separate ways. Dainslef and the Traveler go to investigate some leyline disturbances. Traveler takes a nap, and Paimon, when, when Traveler. Mm, so after the Paimon, uh, <laughs> the Paimon, after Traveler takes a nap, they wake up. Paimon is gone, but Dainsleff is there and says, oh, like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go check on something. This, unbeknownst to the Traveler, is when you start with experiencing your twin's memories. So from here, 
You, as the traveler, you meet Ida, who is emotionally unstable and is cursed, similar to Daneslav, as a pure-blood Kynrian who cannot die. He is immortal. He spent a couple of hundred years taking care of his half-Kynrian blood um, son, Caribea, and he is turned into a Hillichurl, right? He was turned into a Hillichurl, so he's been taking care of his Hillichurl son for a couple hundred years, trying to figure out a cure, a way to reverse the curse. Um, and they, uh, he learned of this medicine, supposedly, that can cure this curse, which is, you know, obviously a long shot, but it involves the blessing of the gods, which Kynrians don't believe in gods, so it was a really difficult thing for him to admit to being, like, to trying to do. Well, they don't worship them, because they don't really like them. Right. They they don't they don't they don't worship them, right? Um and so you know, you meet the traveler, the, the he you're technically your sibling at this point, right? This has happened hundreds of years ago. And the Hillichurl is um they think they see a Hillichurl and they think it's Caribea and they follow it into a cave. They're worried about him and they find a Cryobis Herald and you fight the Cryobis Herald, you defeat him. And then Ida is like kind of in awe, in awe of this herald, like is really like, whoa, this is that was a perfect being. And, you know, um, maybe it has something to do with the curse or something. But, you know, obviously we don't think he's a perfect being, but he's in awe of this abyss herald seeing it for the first time. And then you go into deeper into this, which is technically part of the chasm um, is what it looks like. And it's underground and you see a crystal chained to this like near like floating up toward the ceiling with similar vibes to the upside down statue is like kind of how it's described uh later um by the traveler and remember there's no paimon so uh, there's a lot of traveler inner inner monologue text and um just you kind of experiencing things on your own and the crystal is able to communicate with the traveler through telepathy um or something where no one else can hear except the traveler tells the traveler that this crystal is a sinner and not a god and will wait for the traveler by the end of time which is uh, funny because that's kind of what his sibling your sibling says to you and only the traveler can hear this crystal the crystal blesses the medicine that they were trying to get a blessing from the dendro archon for um they use the medicine on caribea and caribea gets its mind back but not his body so it remembers who it is um it remembers his father uh, he remembers his father and then they go to they want to go back to the chasm to that area where the crystal was to get another blessing to see if they can purify its body as well and this is where uh like Ida becomes like a believer in this crystal as like this crystal must be a god but traveler knows this crystal's not a god according to the crystal and um it's important to note that this is like radiating huge abyssal energy basically it's just like all dark purple and stuff mm, dark purple yep so they go back to the hut um after finding out the crystal is not there right the crystal was just not there we don't know it's just gone all of a sudden we don't know what happened you go back to the hut carebert um sees his face um and loses control and tries to take off his mask like he sees his, that his mask like he's um before they left that he told um Ida told his son to not look in the mirror and that he cannot remove his mask but his son sees his face loses control and then tries to take off his mask and explodes into dark abyssal energy and um 
you know, we don't we don't really know what happened after that, but uh, we can assume that maybe he turned into like Vissel Goo or just disappeared or something. Um, when you wake up, you uh, Ida tells you that he's actually Clothar Albrick, who is a descendant, um, who's like one of Kaya's ancestors, and that he will turn Caribert into the Luma Fate, which is the, which we learned a long time ago from the um, We Will Be Reunited quest that the Luma Fate is the name of the operation the Abyss Order is trying to make happen, right? Which we don't know all the details to. But he said he will turn Caribert into the Luma Fate. And he's like, I know who you are, Traveler. You're the prince or princess of Kainria. You're our hope. You're, you're the, you know, you're, um, you're essentially equatable to the unknowable Abyss. And whoever controls the Abyss controls Tevat. And then that's when the Traveler's like, wait, what? And then the Traveler looks in the mirror and realizes that they are their sibling. And then they wake back up in the present. And uh, you find Dane's left and Paimon all of a sudden. And basically Dane's left explains that the most likely the ley lines caused this, this disturbance. And Dane's left also explains that Clotar founded the Abyss Order, ran it for about 100 years, lost his mind, and then disappeared. And then the Traveler, knowing their memories of their siblings, says, let's dig up this field, the field that they were using to grow mushrooms um, for the for this like medicine. And they, they find two skeletons, one which is supposedly Clotar and one which is supposedly his wife. Um, and Dane's life is like, wait, he was immortal. How did he die? Did he break the curse? What's happening? And then... Dainsleff mentions after you explain to him everything you experienced with the crystal and everything. Dainsleff says we should split up because he might have seen you. And, you know, he is like seemingly referring to the crystal um, who may have been talking to you and not your sibling at that time. Um, so it's like this very confusing thing that's going on there um, because, you know, of everything that just happened. And then at the end, Paimon is like very, very insecure and it's like, Oh, you know, if you something, 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 will you ever leave Paimon or something like that? <laughs> and then Paimon, you hug Paimon, and then the quest ends. <laughs> and then it's very cute and wholesome. That's such a nice moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like I, I was yep. like reading some things about how maybe that Paimon just feels like they're realizing one day that your journey together is going to end, and so Paimon just feels more insecure. Like Paimon has become more and more insecure through the Archon quests, like about. Paimon's relationship to the Traveler. So it's pretty interesting um, to notice that. But anyway, that was the quick story summary. Um, Kahi, what is your like initial thoughts or reactions to this story? I was not expecting Ida to suddenly say, oh, that's not my name. It's a different name. I feel like that kind of came out of nowhere, but it is still interesting that it was a great reveal that he said his last name only like after everything happened and my last name is Alberic. Like, oh, dang. Oh, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, especially with the the mirror breaking. Yeah. From that mirror break, I'm like, oh, he's he's really he's reliving something. He's reliving a memory in the past. It's most likely the sibling. Yeah. When, when you first into go the into the hut was... in the present day, the mirror's broken, right? And then yeah, when you wake it's up, great. it's it's not broken. So I'm like, oh, this must mm -hmm. be a dream. Like that was when I first thought that. Okay. Yeah. So like, this like couple episodes ago, I was I was saying like, you know what? I I really hope that if they make a Genshin two. It's like we're gonna play like the entire thing, the entire like world from the other siblings' point of view. This is kind of like that. 
like oh hey you're in the same area you're in the same spot but now you're gonna take over the sibling and you're gonna see what happened in the past Genshin too. and then you can just kind of jump chart oh well, i'll talk about i want to talk like, about theories in a second but stuff yeah, um, yeah. but I, was, I thought it was pretty funny like you could actually do something like that but as far as like clothar and you know um and caribear so clothar was originally like a noble who mm-hmm. had like an illegitimate son so right he but he was pure blood if he right. was noble he was pure blood. Okay, so the wife wasn't pure blood. Correct. Or was she just like okay? I thought she was just like you know of like lowly class, but apparently like no. I think he mentioned is, he isn't. mentioned in the story that she was from somewhere else. Somewhere else? Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Well, I thought this this guy, you know, being the curse of immortality. A lot of people, and like a lot of other stories as well, always seem to like think immortality is a curse. But only because that they they don't really end up doing a lot of good stuff with that infinite time. So yeah, yeah. If you like slave away at research for like nothing for like five hundred years, yeah, immortality can be seen as a bad thing. But typically, it's seen as a bad thing when stuff, they can't be immortal with someone else. Yeah. Like like watching yes, everybody around you the die. The people that you're with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So immortality, I think. Um, when we were discussing, like, um, on a previous episode, um, like the Gnosticism thing, mm-hmm. uh, it was bestowed by a higher power. So, at at some point, the Kyanrians, um didn't they they were at a conflict with the gods. I believe the gods themselves were trying to like destroy Kyanria and did, and succeeded. Um, and that's kind of why like the Kyanrian people don't really like worshiping the seven. So that's that's why like he was really like upset that he had to go to that statue and it didn't sound like a, a prayer or at all. He was just telling the statue, like, you know what, you did all this to me, like you just you you deserve to do this for my son. It wasn't it was a very, very well written type of plea because it didn't sound like asking for help, but it didn't sound like begging either. Right. Um, it was like so I deserve this was, after what you did, or whatever, yes. something like that. This is a good character. Like I, I know a lot of people were online were even talking about voice acting English was fantastic. Voice acting, yeah. I gotta listen to it because I read a few lines and I'm like, oh, that's a that's a really in, intense like phrase. I gotta hear this like from someone yeah. else. So no, the voice acting yeah, was is, fantastic. I like this story. Yeah, yeah. I gotta I gotta read, hear that, but. Yeah, I like this story. I feel like it wasn't as long as it needed to be. Yeah, I think um, it was pretty short. Was Obviously, there was there was no story. Danes left. There was no Kaya. It was like, no. It was important that they were there, but we didn't get to see much mm-hmm. of them, which sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Ka- yeah, Kaya being at the very beginning made me think he's going to come in at a certain point, but no. Right. It's just, he's only there at the beginning so that we know the name Albrecht. And then he just got, he went off stage, so to speak. Right. Overall, I do like it. It's just short. Yeah. The, did you like it? How did, what's your impression? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's a really important foreshadowing for a lot of things that's going to be happening. Like, this is definitely a set-up story. It's not like... Like, yeah, they revealed a lot of things about the lore that are going to come into play later. Like, that's what I felt like. It's not... I mean, obviously, you're reliving the past and all this stuff, but I definitely feel like... Um, I thought more was going to actually happen to progress the current story. Like, I thought we were going to do something, but we actually just, like, learned stuff. We, like, learned a lot of things. We didn't really do anything, right? So, um, 
so yeah so that was like it was like sort of disappointing but like at the same time like it was a really interesting story i just like i think i don't know it was pretty long in the sense that like i realized that it was uh like i said from the mirror thing where we picked up the mirror and it was like actually reflecting and they show that clearly on purpose um i was like oh this is a dream like the sequence is like some sort of dream so um after that i was like wow this goes on for a really long time <laughs> um but um the, overall the quest was short and like i said nothing actually happens um so yeah it was it was it was a good story thing reveal but i wish that there was like a second part of it where you actually did something with that information um but yeah yeah it was a uh, it was important that's that's what i think it's important now, um, in terms of theories, right, um, there's like a lot of different theories about like a lot of the stuff that's happening here. So if you don't want to hear this part, um, feel free to skip the theories, but it's not going to be that long. But I want to mention a couple things. One is that there are theories saying that like because you experienced your twins uh, um, memories, but you did everything exactly the same as the twins, as the other twin. Right? So, are you a clone of the twin? Are you actually interchangeable with your twin? Is there even a twin? You know, like, yes, there, yes, there is a, you, you meet your twin and stuff like that, but what is their real relationship? And why are they so similar? Like, what is happening, right? Like, are they the same? Were they actually one being, but they were split? Like, who, who knows? And so, um, there are some really weird things about that. There are, um, you know, this kind of implies that, like, the way that the traveler, your sibling talks to you is also, like, um, when you reach the end of your journey like I did, you know, you'll think the same thing about this world. So it implies that, like, you guys are going to be doing the same thing, but you just have two different journeys. There's two different journeys that either of you can experience, and it kind of brings context to picking a sibling at the beginning of the game, because maybe they're the same. And there's a lot of uh, talk about this. So that is um, just one thing I wanted to bring up. Do you have any thoughts about that, Kahi? Um, it's, it's it's kind of minor, but um, it also ties into like the end of Windbloom, the, the actual end of Windbloom. Um, Sucrose and Kale were having this thing where Sucrose wanted to like capture like the breath of happiness. So she had like a vial that she had like Kale breathe into and um, it turned purple yes uh which is very very weird because in the manga i believe the purple energy was something that sino had to seal away i mean Ka because Kale she had has a really really dead bad god inside her so you know like yeah yeah and it's like dark purple energy so yeah. apparently be careful with that sucrose into the world be careful with that sucrose yep. and uh, yeah. the reason why that ties into this is because um you know dark purple energy again and but the thing is now we have a name to kind of like you know look look out for a reference on the voice in your head um called itself the sinner i am the sinner with a capital right. s um so i'm thinking this this sinner is a like abyssal snake like a snake creature interesting kind of like how we have the snake people in kyan Ria. um what was that i forget the lady's name but the npc that always wore the mask and when it took off the mask it was like scaly oh yeah um, so um... apparently yeah. I yeah, there's like snake people or like people mm -hmm. of the snake cult. Not really a cult, but like yeah, the the snake clan. Even the good reference, yeah, the snake clan. Like the 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 phrase sinner, like you know, it's kind of biblical in a way because or like religious because the first original sin was like you know eating the fruit of the tree and you were you were like lied to by a snake. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking this person's a snake. Wow, that's interesting so. theory. Um, I I also mm-hmm. recommend like there's so much about this. Like this opens up so many things. I don't want to talk too much theory, but uh, if you are interested, I recommend uh, reading or watching Ashikai's video A S H I K A I on YouTube because she has this like two part video that's like basically an hour long total and talks a lot about theories and points out things about the quest that are really that may be important and there's a lot of like um you know how does the curse work how does it affect people differently um you know what is kaya's role in this does he actually is he actually an active uh knowing part of the abyss order or is he like a double agent or like um you know like what happened with those the medicine that you make all the items in that are fake (laughs) um there's a really interesting there's a lot of really interesting things about the theories here um but i don't want to go too deep into it because it's pretty much a rabbit hole um but there's a lot of really interesting little things about this quest that point to a lot of things like for example who the sinner is possibly being like uh king deshret um and there's just a lot of so much like things to speculate about basically and this quest actually um gave some theories more water than before so um yeah so i'm really curious to hear to see where it goes but also just like if you're interested i can't even begin to talk about that because it's just so much like um but the center is really interesting we like you said we have to keep an eye out on that term now but um mm. but yeah words phrases yeah. any even like the slightest voice line can like trigger like oh, oh wait that's that's a reference to this or hey if i heard them say this it's got to be like referencing this one so like yeah there's so many like voice lines that we can listen out for um and a lot of our community members have voice lines that they also kind of like you know theorize and want to see in the game so it leads us to our community question um josh would you like to read our question from last time our community question from last week was if you can add one voice line in Genshin, what character and what do you want them to say? Also, when is it triggered? So like when they get hit, when they're idle, low health, burst, etc. As far as like the answers or the voice lines that we would want to see, um, here's one that I really want to see. Like, cause I want to see, I like the idea of characters interacting with other characters. So I would like a voice line that is triggered when you go to someone else's like you know home zone or something uh for i'll give you an example um Diluc doesn't really go to like you know monstat a lot because he's doing his own thing he has his own organization um if you use Diluc and you walk into like gene's office he would say something about gene like he would never say this to anyone else and because it's empty anyways you'd be kind of hearing him talk to himself about gene um, I don't know what he would say, but he would probably be something like more like, I guess, regretful or something like uh, like a like a line saying sorry, like uh, I wish I could be here more, but like he had to do his own thing because it doesn't. Diluc is not a bad guy; he's just very moody, which is understandable given his you know family history. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he would probably say something when in that area because. You could have the same thing with like Raiden Shogun. If Raiden Shogun goes to the shrine, what would she say? Or like if Yaniku yeah. goes to no, like that's pretty interesting. Like while you're palace, exploring the world, say? like they mm-hmm. the characters are reacting to what they're they're seeing in front of them. Yeah, like yeah. oh, I remember this place. So like oh, this place again, bad memories. You know, stuff like that. Right. Simple. 
Uh, what about you, Josh? Anything that you'd like to hear or see? I mean, it's more complicated, but I would love to see, like, when you put four characters in the party, that the last character you put in there interacts with everybody else in the party. So, like, you know, I don't know. Like, imagine you put, like, Klee, Diona, and Chi-Chi in the party, and then you put Wander at the end. He goes, huh, I didn't know I was running a daycare or something like that. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. You know, like, some, something like that. You would totally see that, too. Or like um, you put Toma in a, in a group with all girls, and he goes, "Hello, ladies," you know. Or Kaya, Kaya, "Hello, ladies," mm-hmm. you know. Hey, ladies, Gary. care yeah. for a drink? Care for a care drink? For a drink? Yeah, yeah, something like that. So um, that would be like when you're building the party together, it would just make the lower stuff more fun, I think. So, um, yeah. So I'll get started with reading some of the answers we got from the Discord. Um, El Bell says, I want Yaimiko to say, Kitsune no Kagitsume o Tokihanate, which is the same thing that Kiriko says in Overwatch 2, because Kiriko is like a fox spirit based hero. So it would be like an interesting collab line, I guess. So that's pretty cool. That line is pretty cool. Um, Kemlian says, I like the quote, Some people feel the rain, others just get wet. I feel like that's something Kazuha would say, and it would be triggered when it starts raining. Okay, nice. That's an interesting line. Right? It's very philosophical. Um, Paimonyaka, this is so good. I want the Wanderer to say, Mommy, when he gets hit by lightning and dies. <laughs> <laughs> Was that <So> you? Good. <laughs> Mommy, is that you? Um, Sarah says, in idle mode, while Fischl is doing her Chunibyo poses, I would like her to say, I am atomic. What, is, what does that mean, Kai? Yes. I love it. Okay, so for those of you who don't know the reference, there's an anime, a very popular anime for very good reason, called The Eminence in Shadow, where the main character is exactly like Fischl, like very like over the top, over imaginative, over dramatic. Thinks that they're the greatest in the world, over dramatic. But apparently in the anime, yes, you actually are the most overpowered character. He oh, is this is that anime you told me about. Oh, yes. Um, his line. So you know, he his whole thing is he wanted to train his body so that he could be like fighting like enemies of justice and everything but he's like in his mind oh wait i can't be strong enough to like defeat bullets and of course i can't be strong enough to like defeat an an atomic bomb that drops on me so when he goes into the isekai world his greatest spell he he basically just creates a spell that is a nuke oh my god (laughs) so he creates a nuclear magic and says i am atomic and he literally blows up a city oh my god um, but he does it the when he says it there's like so much like reverb in your headphones it makes it, it makes it feel like oh. you actually turn something like on. i am atomic tell me, tell me but tell it's me. like so in your i see no no, no not, not that but like atomic sounds like he's like whispering loudly in your ear oh oh my like god it goes from like normal speech to like in your ear kind of talk so that's why it's very jarring but it was great okay i gotta check that it's such a out. dumb that's character funny. but it's hilarious Okay, that's a good one. Thank you, Sarah. I knew Kahi would get it because I don't get it. Um, <laughs> Baby Girl Twenty Eight. I oh, Baby Girl is our mod on the on the Discord server. So hey, what up? Hey, Baby Girl. Thank you. I chose my voice line for I choose my voice line for Kazuha as a short poem since that would make sense for him as a character and also something that is meaningful to me. I find mental health that is really important in my life. Okay, a seed was planted in my chest and I watered it each day. Roots splintered my lungs. Branches stiffened my limbs. Bark spread across my skin. Until one day I didn't cry. That day, the wind shook me as leaves fell from my hair. 
This would be triggered after the rain or if the character has not been moved for a while on a sunny day. Interesting. One of those longer yeah, idols. I like voice lines that trigger like during like weather events, like cold, yeah. rain, or, or like um, I don't think any trigger while you're swimming. But and yeah. you know, it's like sort this of a great. poem. I think you're all into that, Kahi. <laughs> um, Angel says, "All I want is one really effing dark line to be triggered after like only the most specific requirements. Like it has to be night in a cave after killing at least four enemies, after upgrading a weapon, after you've completed some random puzzle on some random island, and it's like Sino's line, and he just makes the, the darkest joke you've ever heard." <laughs> I think Kale has this because, like, in her Japanese voice, um, when like she gets hit, when she says like, you know. What is it like hanase or like like get off me or like, oh yeah yeah get away from me. me she says it in a very like very like harsh tone in, in english it's not as harsh but in japanese it's like very like yeah very like sinister like don't you dare lay your hand on me that, that kind of serious and i think i think so angel just wants to be a, like a dark joke like just like a really effed I mean, up like or a dark joke, should not yeah. be here you know like um <clears throat> But okay, I don't who <laughs> all, all I have to say is Angel, who hurt you? <laughs> um hurt you. Healing Halo. I have four. I want Yao Yao when Yao Yao dies to say one last bedtime story. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, uh, that's sad. <laughs> I want when Dory gets hit to say, I just got scammed. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. I want when Candace blocks an attack to say, My faith is my true shield. That's good. Um, I want when Razor does his burst to say pray, but like P R E Y. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, these are some good ones. That's a good one. Yeah. Kaching says, Hu Tao burst. I've always wanted her to say something like Wang Sheng might or something like that. I guess like a reference to her funeral parlor would be nice. That's what Kaching hmm. is saying. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Bishini says, I want Ayato to burst into the Boba song whenever possible, like Hu Tao and her Hillichiro song. It'll be catchy, but maddening. And then they, they put like a YouTube link and it was like really funny. It's like, you, your chewy, sugar, carby goodness saved my life. Every time that I feel down, you make me smile. You know, the thirst for you is real, but you can't put a price on how you make me feel. It's really, really funny. I definitely recommend checking it out. It's in the Discord. So... Uh, thank you, Bishini. He I, could hum it. I would love Ayato to just. I mean, first. Yeah. Oh yeah, humming it. That would be really funny. Yeah. Oh, that would be such yeah. an interesting I mean, for copyright reference. Copyright reasons, I'm yeah. sure they wouldn't do that. But yes, <clears throat> if they if he hummed it, because you know Ayato, he's not like a really like outspoken person. Right. He'd be, he'd be like sipping on it and he just hums to himself, and you know the melody, and it's like, oh wait, I know what he's singing. Yeah, that'd be, cool. that'd be hilarious. Um, last from Discord is Retro Sky. I would like characters to have a reaction voice line when a specific other character joins the world. So I'll use Wanderer as an example. Like if he said, oh, it's you. Or I want nothing to do with her. When Yai or Raiden joins the, when Raiden joins the world. Or something like, it's you? When Kazuha joins? <laughs> wow, that'd be so interesting. I like that idea. Yeah, because for the smallest reason, it encourages people to join worlds because they just yeah. want to hear like the interactions, interactions with characters. Yeah, love it. Well, um, what about our Spotify crew, our Spotify audience? Uh, from Sam, whenever any character is on fire, they would casually say, "This is fine." <laughs> <laughs> kind of stupid, but I think it'll be funny. Yeah, I mean, I know there's at least one person who would say that, and it's gonna be Ito. Uh, next up, we have Zetra. To be honest, I feel like Dilo could use something like Yulo would say, "Vengeance will be mine," or something like that during his burst. Um, 
Wait, what does he say? He says like retribution or something, right? Yeah, something like that. Time for retribution. Yeah. Um. Well. So, very, very yeah. Yeah. He says that. I don't know. I'm in Japanese, so. <laughs> Archangel says, "When Nahida dies, it'd be funny if she started to doze off and then wake up and be like, sorry, I was AFK.'" <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, just computer um, words. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I think I gotta get the other. I gotta get the other one up. I think I copy pasted the same one twice. Hmm. Yeah, it's copy the same response twice. Oh, That's I see. Peachy. Peachy, yeah. Uh, Peachy on Kenshin. Uh, <laughs> ha, skill issue. <laughs> From like Yaya when you kill something. Totally would be DMing Jay the clip. Okay, so you expect the clip from Peachy later on. But apparently, when Yao Yao is able to kill someone, she'd be like mocking them because she's a healer and she's like the most like pacifistic person ever. Oh, okay. I, uh, I know next, what you're talking uh, about. Yeah. Uh, Charlie probably would want Raiden to say eternal when she dies. Oh. You know, that might make sense. Like eternity. She, doesn't she say something um, like that? I feel like she does. <sighs> Maybe she doesn't though. I, I, I feel like she says something to the effect of it. Right. Um, next up, James. James would want Baiju to say something about Chi-Chi. Uh, because she doesn't get any story at all. She doesn't, and that's sad because she's been in the game for a very, very long time. Yeah, doesn't I think, even I think have it'll happen for a five star. It has to, especially when yeah. Baiju comes out. More than likely, it will be at the same time. Their stories are kind of interconnected. Right. Um. Next, uh, Todoroki Shoto. Shoto. I would like a sweet moment between Shenha and Chengyan, or Cheng Chengyun. 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 About their family, and Shenha would be like, "I'm proud of you." and how is that blue-haired boy doing? And it's triggered when they are together in co-op. How is That'd that nice. blue-haired boy? <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, Cho. the only characters that have a relationship is like Shenhe, Chongyun, um, Ayato, and Ayaka. Oh, like familial. Are anyone else related? Yeah, fam I don't think anyone else is like related. No, I think that's it. I mean, yeah, the siblings, <laughs> traveler or siblings. Ah, uh, that doesn't count. <laughs> You only get to play one of them. Right. Um, Zhong Li, literally Zhong Li on Spotify. It would be cool if Ito says when he dies, I'm just going for a quick nap. Don't worry. Oh my God, that's so good. I'm just <laughs> that, going that for a match. quick nap. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, we have, ooh, Korean language. Um, Onne, yeah, I would like, I would add a voice line for Kaya. His new voice line would be triggered in his story quest. His new line would be, the truth lies beneath the surface. You just can't see it. I think it's Onni. It kind of sounds like him. Onni? Yeah, yeah. Onni. Onni. Okay, gotcha. So Onni. Yeah. Kaya voice line. Yeah. yeah. We got people from all over. The truth lies beneath the surface. You just can't see it. You just can't see it. Which is kind of funny because his eye patch, if you like lift his eye patch, I think someone tried to like, de like deconstruct all the characters, see what they look like without hats, but they took off Kaya's like eye patch. You know, Kaya... Oh yeah. man, I don't want to talk about theory. Never mind. We missed it no. already. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Later on. Later. Okay. On. But um, last, well, last before last, um, new community question: What? Since we're talking about like you know interactions and like you know character voice lines, I'm curious. What two playable characters do you want to see in a conversation, and what would they talk about? Because like Windbloom especially, so many characters that you may not have expected to ever interact just had full-on conversations around a campfire literally so that was actually really cool to see what they would 
how they would act, how they would like talk and converse and what they talk about. So what other characters do you want to see in a conversation? Let us know what they would talk about. What would you think they would be talking about most likely? Okay, so for our last segment, we're going to both wish once on any of our count of our choice or whatever, or any banner of our choice, sorry. And um, for me, it's account, I guess, because uh, Kahi only has one account. But um, I'm going to be rolling on my North America account, and I'm going to roll on Dia's banner. And we're going to both do a single roll. Kahi, what banner are you going to roll on? I have to try and get another constellation for Dia. You know that. Yeah. Okay. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay. Ready? So, and one roll, go. And it's purple four star. Ooh. Oh, it's a Bennett. Oh, hey, that's good. I actually wanted more Bennett's. Great. Ooh. First purple since we started these segments. Yeah, actually. Everything has been blue. Okay, so if I get a purple, I want to see. Okay, we got to compare purples now. Otherwise, you just win by default. Unless yours is gold. All right. Here goes my last wish on the Auric Blaze banner, hoping for another day of constellation. Here we go. It's blue. No. Oh. What do I get? Weapon. Uh, ooh, blood, blood tainted great sword. So I actually like this great sword. The red one. Well, for like a couple of reasons. It's red, and it matches Beetle perfectly, yeah. and it helps. It boosts like uh, electro and pyro damage. It's yep. elemental mastery. Yep, yep, yep. It works with Beto or Dia technically. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm one away Either from way. C6 Bennett. I want C6 Bennett. Give me the extra pyro damage and infuse pyro for Dia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hype. Alrighty. Alright, well that was Here it. We so and... Yeah. Um that wraps up our show for today. As always, thanks for listening. If you have the time, please leave us a comment and a review. We'd really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. And join us on the Discord. If you haven't already joined us, the Discord link is in the description of this episode. Follow us on Twitter once again at Genshin Guys Pod, me at JSide Gaming, Kahi at Kahiao, K A H I Y A O. And as always, at Astro Abyssos. Enjoy. <laughs>